prepare yourselves, because rising from the abyss, rising from the submerged desolation, are some of the most corrupt, steely-eyed, nerdsos that you have ever allowed into your ear holes. This is relics of war. You will not be found wanting for Guild Wars, or Guild Wars 2 news this day. But, you might want a shower. Hi, this is Smithy and you're listening to the Relics of War podcast. The best place on the internet for Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2 and Guild Wars community news. Hello everybody and welcome to the Relics of War podcast. This is the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community that's on a whole. My name is Ryan. Many of you know me as Cole. Always got to do that rhyme. Let's play on the rhyme. And with me here today is Tasha with Relics of War. Hello folks. Yes. See, since you're on Relics of War, you're with Relics of War. Isn't that cool? It is cool. I feel kind of pro. Yeah. Sweet. All right. I didn't mention that you were from the UK. Not like the one-track-minded nerd that I am, huh? Well... I hope people can vaguely recognize the voice, otherwise, you know, I'll be Australian, like a lot yeah. of people seem to think I am. There you go. <laughs> I also want to introduce the third person with us today, and that is Sean with Guildcast. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I can also point out that you're from Massively.com, can't I? You can, yeah. I can. Cool. Okay, then you are with Massively.com as well. Yeah. And uh, to the point about the Australian thing, um, I found out, wait, no, I already told, I already said something about that last week. Never mind. That's done. JR is partially Aussie. That's basically what I was going to say. Right. Okay. He's kind of like Chaz. Hopped around a bunch of countries. Nobody knows what the hell he really is. Pretty cool, huh? Well, it's nice to have a varied background. Yeah, unlike me. I just pretend like I do. Learn to do a bunch of accents. Well, I, I don't have a varied background, so I'm married into one. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. <laughs> yeah, Corvus is good, people. So, uh, how have your weeks been? You two people. My week has been uh, well. It's been pretty, pretty boring, I guess. I mean, not, nothing really crazy happened last week, especially in MMO news. You know, it's been kind of, uh, kind of tame. Uh, I guess that could be said for Guild Wars news too. Yep. I mean, we, we sit here and we wait for that mesmer, and by, by we, I mean me. <laughs> I'm waiting for it too. Don't worry. Oh, nice, nice. I think I'll actually be sad for you if it doesn't turn out that there is one. I mean, there's no way that there's not, but I'm just saying. Yeah. If it did happen, I would actually feel a little sad inside. The number of hints that they're being a Mesmer now. Seriously, if there isn't, it's going to be so... It's going to be a riot heading towards Washington. Yeah. Or Washington, well, Seattle, even. What am, I, that, what am I thinking of? Anyway. <laughs> that would be the ultimate troll, though. You know, all those hints they dropped about the Mesmer, and then no Mesmer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I hope that if there is like this big this big group of people storming Seattle, I hope they're all dressed as mesmers. Yes. That would, oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> the masks and all in purple yeah. and stuff. It would make it a little less threatening, I think. I and be know. headed up by Sean and Sean. <laughs> yeah. 
knowing how much Knox likes his mesmers. So, yeah, um, it's nice to have Sean finally on the show. Uh, as a, a lot of people might not know this, but Guildcast is another Guild Wars 2 podcast like ours, and he runs that show over there. They tend to be um, better. He tends to be better than me at this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's great to have you on the show. We've been pretty good friends even before all this started. I remember the first podcast I ever like took part in. Well, actually, no, it was a Christopher Walken call-in to oh, yeah. Scott Johnson's podcast. But that was that was a whole other story. He actually put that in there, and I was like, sweet, I'm in a podcast. And I'm sitting there going, why was I being such a geek about that? <laughs> Geeking out. And then I got to hop on OMGRL with you and Jenna. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that did, although I go back and I listen to it, and I'm like, my God, I did not know how to have a podcast presence whatsoever. <laughs> it's pretty I- funny. I know exactly what you mean, though. I mean, I go back and I listen to the first, you know, guild casts from 2005, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I was just so monotone, and it just, it like the energy wasn't there. It, you know, you can just tell. <laughs> yep the the first episodes of even the face roll show, which the first episode of that is only the second time I was really in one, so it wasn't really fair to me because I'm like, hey, I'm gonna head up a show, even though I don't know jack squat about what I'm doing. Oh, believe so, me, you ugh. guys must have been so much better than my first time on a podcast, which wasn't actually Relics. I was in a couple of episodes of the Hellgate London podcast, um, and oh my god, I was terrible, because I didn't know anything, I didn't know very much about the game, but I'd been hanging around with the people that were running the Guru forum for that for a while, and it was a nightmare. If anyone finds those, please destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean's still hosting the one where I hopped on. So you can hear, I'm like talking about, yo, my two-year-old, he's moving furniture. It's like, well, yeah, anybody, any small person can lean into furniture and move it. <laughs> I'm like, my, my kid is a superhero. <laughs> yeah, it was so good times. So, yep. um, yeah, I guess enough about that. Uh, what happened for, I'll, I'll mention real quick what happened for me this week. And that was, let me think about it. We got a playset for my son, which is cool because I finally get his loud butt outside so I don't have to listen to him all the time. <laughs> and then, um, we actually got to use my dog run for once that my parents helped me put up. Mm-hmm. That's really nice because I can put the dog out and not put her in the garage where she tends to like take the bucket full of screws and throw it all around. And so it's under the car tires and stuff. Oh, oh, it's a nightmare. So enough of that. Those days are over. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to spring basically mm-hmm. or summer. I'm sorry. I'm not looking forward to spring because that's right now. Yeah. And also because there's tons of wind in the prairie deserts of Colorado. Tons of it. If I go outside right now, I could blow away. You guys haven't had a good time over in the States recently, have you? Oh, in all ways, pretty much no. Oh. Yeah, a lot of tornadoes. Mm-hmm. We had, I've seen a little bit of it on the news, but um, I again, I was watching the Formula 1 this morning, so uh, I haven't really been keeping up to it. Most of its day has been the London Marathon, and it's making me look exhausted. <laughs> so um, I spent most of today uh, looking after the two new additions to my household. Uh, as of yesterday, I am now a cat mother again um we've got two kittens and i spent today out in the garden as well so if you hear meowing in the background it's because um one of them is now locked in the kitchen because he gets everywhere and would be um trying to speak on behalf of me on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so he might try and um interject from the kitchen so sorry but it turns up in the recording my friend Dave used to have this phrase, whenever his cat sat on his keyboard, which is all the time while he was playing WoW, he would say, I've got the cat debuff. <laughs> and his DPS would fall and everyone would be like, what the hell, Dave? My cat is sitting on my keyboard. We'd be like, why don't you just move it then? But I guess it was a very um, frustrating cat. 
They tend uh, to do that though. I've had yeah, it before. They... they either sit on the ke- on the keyboard or they um, stand between the keyboard and the monitor. Yeah, and, and stare in your just... face. Yes, and, and <laughs> won't move. Yeah, Uriah does that to Lacey actually. <laughs> He'll get on her lap and then like put his head in front of her face, and she's like, "I'm gonna die thanks to you." Fun times. Yep. Been great, but as far as Guild Wars 2 news, there hasn't been a whole lot enough to make an episode, obviously. Either that, or we were just trying to capitalize on the fact that we were all available to get Sean and we were gonna get Ruby on the show, but she seems to be having computer troubles. Yeah, yeah, she we- was supposed to come on. She, yeah, she's had some problems. She's reformatting her uh, hard drive, and it was funny because right before we started recording, I was going to IM her, and I think she she restarted, but she's probably in some kind of like infinite loop or something. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> oh man, so, so oh what. What OS does she have? I don't even know. Uh, I'm not going to troubleshoot on the podcast. But. <laughs> her computer's not that old. It's only like a year old, so it, it's got to be at least Vista. Yeah. Well, if it's Vista, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually have one computer with Vista right now, and the rest are Windows 7. Yeah. Yeah, and same. The Vista My laptop is... sprung back into life this week, which is making me happy. But I now realize why I didn't miss it, because it's a coal machine. Mm-hmm. So... Well, good luck to Ruby. We want to get her back on the show. Maybe she was just trying to avoid us because the last time she was on. Of course, I wasn't there, so why would she I was be... going to say, uh, that'd be like an affront to me. I, I wasn't that bad, was I, Donald? No, I would think that's reason for her to want to come back. Yeah. Maybe she's vigorously trying to troubleshoot at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Let's, glad, let's just be glad she won't be set up for disappointment because she'd show up and she'd be like, this isn't like last time because of this dumbass who's running the show right now. <laughs> well, she calls me that all the time, so she'd be used oh, okay. to it. I, I cannot imagine Ruby saying such a thing. <laughs> I think she'd have a more creative word like uh, "stupid head." Right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, before you we fail. Yeah, I know. I I've, I fail at being like copacetically insulting, and instead I just say something that a three-year-old would say. <laughs> Actually, the way Uriah and I trade insults, we just say "no you" back and forth. It's kind of ridiculous. But when he gets to school, at least he'll have mastered the no you argument. So right before we get into the sequel scuttlebutt, um, it has been determined that the Gemini duet will be a whole new world. So you'll be hearing me and Jim singing that song from Aladdin, wow. which I can't say I'm disappointed at. It's going to yeah. be fantastic, and uh, you are off the hook, I think, return in uh, respect to playing Princess Jasmine because I've sent a few of the pig people saying that they want um, Jim to be Jasmine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that. And I, I insist on doing, like, in the middle of that song, they do something where they scare something off and it goes, block! <laughs> yeah. I insist on doing that as well. If it's not a gacky, I will be disappointed. Oh, dude, I could just insert a gacky sound. That's good. I'll allow it. Although I need that karaoke MP3 from you so I can play Yes, I, I will get it for you. Don't worry. Sweetness. Sean, you're aware of the Gemini duet, aren't you? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. So we basically did a fundraiser. At first, it was for the show. Till the, uh, till the problem in Japan, the earthquakes and tsunamis oh, in Japan. And so we're taking that money we raised there and instead giving it to that. Oh, that's cool. Um, if anybody's thinking, oh, well, I'm gonna go donate. No, just go to the Japan Red Cross, please. Yeah. Uh, don't don't go through us. It's not worth it. Now we're just saying that after we got that money, and then we're yeah. like, oh shit, look what happened over there. So we're just throwing it that way. So what happened was um, we raised some money for it, and uh, basically uh, Ryan said that if we got a certain amount of um, of money uh, donated to us, that him and Jim would sing a duet. Yeah. And post and it, and it got the the cap was reached before the show had even been published. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was twenty five bucks. We ended up with forty. Oh okay. 
So that's that's pretty sweet. So, okay. Um, I guess that handles that. I did not pull up my soundbite thingy. So there's another reason why Ruby's glad she's not here. She's like, Sean, (laughs) you do realize how pro you are at the moment? Let's see. Speculator? No, we're doing sequel scuttlebutt, aren't we? Let's play this. Well, what we're going to do for this expansion is uh, we're going to take all the existing models and reskin them. Ah, for crying outside. Someone get us a new MMO or I'll stab my ear with this pencil. Uh, yes. So, uh, the sequel that will, uh, stop me from stabbing my ear with a pencil is Guild Wars 2 and the scuttlebutt about that is the 10-ton hammer interview. Or interview, no, just article. Tasha, what do you know about it? Was it a butt kiss? Uh, it, mm, butt kiss, not sure. It was a love fest for sure. It was, I think it was, um, 10 time hammer going, we basically haven't been paying that much attention to Guild Wars 2. So, here's an article of why we're now paying attention and why you should too. And it was like five pages worth of information. Um, so if you are just joining in, have you just discovered Guild Wars 2, go read that article because it's going to get you up to speed real quick. And it was pretty accurate as well. I think there's only maybe one inconsistency in it. So good job, guys. They must have noticed the huge amount of um, community content that's already back in Guild Wars 2. I used to be worried about how much is community going to be involved. Holy crap, man. I, I guarantee WoW didn't have anything like this amount of inertia. In the community. So if, if you guys don't know anything about it yet, there's that, plus tons of other stuff. Podcasts, videos, you name it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when I read this, I only read the first page, and I had already uh, seen that it was, I, in my opinion, it was a butt kiss. But it was a justified one. It's like, yeah. hey, we didn't notice you, but let's get in good standing with you, because we now realize the talent that's there. And that's not a bad thing. No, I not think. I just I think it's funny how many uh, like larger sites are starting to recognize you know Guild Wars like Kotaku you know they're all of a sudden they're starting to report on Guild Wars two, and uh, it's just funny to me you know it's like I feel like that old guy and I'm like I've been following Guild Wars since the old days you know and you <laughs> you whippersnappers come up here and you know it's just, you know what I mean it's just it's funny it's like uh, it's like we, you know we were Guild Wars before Guild Wars was cool you know yeah exactly I know how you feel it's like um, you want to tell them, do you know what Utopia was? No, yeah. you don't. <laughs> you don't know what a chronomancer is. <laughs> I remember Fate. before there was a Soros Furnace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't go back that far. <laughs> I came right after that, so I guess yeah, I don't go back I think that far. so. I think I kind of, must have been like two weeks after, I think. I so you guys missed back before you could uh, exchange attribute points. Like before you could turn in your attribute points and rearrange them, they were locked in. That was a long I, time I was wow. aware of it because one of my friends had been. Well, I was at uni at the time, and one of my friends who was at uni with me. He'd been playing, and he was um a, he was in doing tombs at the time. Um, so I'd be watching him play. So I knew about the game before that. So I didn't get to experience it, but I knew about it. Yeah. That's just one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, we had to go through that pain back then. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like one of those. I remember the monk strike. I remember the oh, yeah. the um. Oh, I forgot what the name of it is now. Thunderhead Keep. Thunderhead Keep. Yeah. yeah, Monk Strike. I remember that. Back in my day, we had to walk up Snow Hill upways. <laughs> right. I, I was just thinking about that. What did I just say? <laughs> I believe I did some exchanging there. But anyway, enough of that crap. Um, yeah, if you guys want to learn some more about Guild Wars 2, from Ten Ton Hammer's uh, perspective, we will put that in the show notes. And then it's also going to be Guild Wars 2 week on Now Gamer next week. And that's that's going to be interesting because they have some promises. What did you see there? Uh, they're exclusive, uh, they are pimping an exclusive reveal. 
um, and also some interviews and also a trailer, um, which is kind of interesting, the terminology they use, because they say, uh, world premiere of the official Guild Wars 2 reveal trailer, which is a little bit odd. Now, just after this news hit, we got word that it's going to be Char Week next week as well. Mm -hmm. So they may be related and probably are, but we don't know. But the thing is that it's the trailer bit. That's, That's what's getting me, because the speculation that if it's a completely new thing, well, if it's actually to do with the chart, surely it would have come earlier on in the week. Yes. And therefore won't be a world premiere. However, the terminology almost seems to say it's like the um, the Five Races video that's been redone with the new Silvari. That's the other rumor that's going around on various fan sites. Well, there was actually some talk on the forums where people were speculating about if it's a, a you know profession reveal and Martin Kirstein went in there in the forums and he was like no you know it has to do with chart week like that's basically all he said so I, I imagine it'll be you know the chart one of the chart videos or something like that maybe we'll get a a tour of their home city oh yeah yeah that's true. but would that really be considered a reveal do you think maybe they just thought they had the exclusive on the whole chart thing and then no now gamer seems to know better than that. I think the way that I don't think they would pimp this in the same way if it was just going to be the same as what everyone else is getting, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. I think that uh, it, you know, if you get any kind of exclusive at all, no matter what it is, you want to pimp it. I mean, it's working for them right yeah, now. We're true. talking about it, you know. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah. everywhere. That's true. You know, I didn't even know about Now Gamer till this. I went yeah. there and I I like that site. Yeah, I like what I see. It They've seems kind of, of like last... it's. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say it, it looks like it has a lot of growing to do. But it seems like the way that they've got this thing going is going to turn out pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Tasha? Um, I was going to say, they've had a couple of other um, Guild Wars 2 posts in the past. I know I've been on it a couple of times, but I, I've massively is actually the only sort of gaming site that's in my, you know, my rotor at the moment. So That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Well, not to kiss up to Sean, <laughs> but really, when you want to go get Guild Wars 2 news that is going to be <laughs> drama-ridden, that's where you get it. Well, my my list at the moment is like a load of personal blogs and massively and wired dot com. Those mm-hmm. are the two that I go to. So. Nice. Um, let's see. The World Bank estimates the global market for virtual goods at three billion dollars. Claims it provides aid to poorer countries. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting take because everybody always wants to talk about gold farmers like they're negative. Mm-hmm. But yeah. is is that necessarily the case, or are we just missing an opportunity to embrace it? Well, this was an article that was on the BBC um, news technology pages. So take it with a big pinch of salt because they're not known for their accuracy uh, on technology. Um, but it's basically saying that up to 100,000 people in China and Vietnam um, are playing online games to gather gold and other items to sell to Western, Western players. Um, about 70% of the 3 billion comes from so-called gold pharmacies stockpile game currencies to sell onto people. Um, some of the Chinese suppliers of game gold have an annual turnover of about $10 million each. Um, so they're basically saying that, yeah, this is um, kind of you know bad for in terms of what we see as players, but to them, that is actually a an income, it's support, and it you know it provides aid to countries where they may not necessarily be getting a decent wage another way. Yeah, if you follow politics well enough, or at least economy, Economics, I should say. Um, there's obviously a problem in the world right now, and any way you can make jobs for people is a good deal. And if this is a possibility to really help people, especially in countries like 
you know, China, India, whatever, actually make good money to support their families, why not? Mm-hmm. But you would have to manage it in a specific way. You can't just, the way, it, the way it runs right now is just kind of black market. And that's, that's the nature of things when they're not necessarily according to terms or illegal in some cases. But I think if you were to actually embrace it and create kind of a structure for it, it might be really nice. Well, I'll tell you what's, what's probably going through the minds of most people or most governments at least is, uh, taxes. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. Hey, here's a very popular way to make money. Uh, we can make it legal and then we can tax it. Yeah. But I think that's already happened in Korea, hasn't it? Oh, has it? I, I know one of the Asian countries was talking about doing exactly that, putting a tax on... I wonder on which Korea those, did that. A bit of South, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, in North Korea, can they? No. But, I mean, there's a couple of other interesting statistics in this. It says about 30% of the virtual currency being traded is handmade by human players, 50% comes from bot farms, and 20% is stolen from hacked accounts. Um, after a hundred dollar payment, um, after processing fees, the cash be split at about thirty dollars to a large retailer, forty five dollars to a small farmer, and twenty five dollars to the individual who gathered the gold. And in contrasting that to coffee, um, you actually end up with more of the money in the hands of the people who made it than you do on fair trade coffee sales. Hmm. Wow. So. I guess there's a lot of people now going who who like by gold going. I'm actually helping someone. I'm not going to change my ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also it's, it's just interesting. I think to see the other side of of the story. I mean, we all see it from the viewpoint of my account got hacked, but you know, it is providing someone with food on their table. That's true. Um, damn. Maybe I'm going to go out there right now and give everybody my Rift account information. <laughs> I'm just going to publish it and be like, eat people, eat. <laughs> Actually, I don't have that much anyway. They would be like, yeah, dude, thanks for that. I was able to buy some water. <laughs> but also, in terms of the BBC, I just want to give them a little bit of love because I like their their like world news. Oh yeah, They have Every- a lot of services. For a guy that's working and wants to stream stuff off the internet, you will not run out of stuff to listen to. Although they do loop... You do hear something more than once, but I mean, when you're working, all you need is something that's intriguing in your ears, even if mm. you heard it before. Although, by listening to it so much, I think I have gotten better at my British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, there are a ton of British accents out there. Now I'm sitting there like, oh, that sounds like John Oliver. That sounds like Smithy. And that sounds like Tosh. Oh, that's an Australian. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, no, I'll no give the BBC its dues. It's great. It's just their technology s- section isn't the best. It's um often in Incorrect. Let's put it like that. Yeah, for technology, wouldn't you just go to like wired.com or something? Well, even they don't always get it right. Really? Yeah. Um. There's some things they say that it's a bit like hmm, you think about this one through, guys. But it, I mean, I tend to use these services as a, a way of finding out what's out there, and if I'm interested in something, I'll go and research it further. So yeah, it's, for me, it's like a news aggregator, nothing more. I always tell people to triangulate your information sources. Yes. Multiple ones and then just find where they all meet up, and that's the truth of the situation. Yeah. I also believe the BBC iPlayer is going global this year. I've oh, heard really? rumors, which should be fantastic because then we get to explore all the comedy shows that I love to the rest of the world. You can understand sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> English sarcasm to boot. Yes. So anyway. I'm also. I also want to talk about an article that Hunter wrote, but it ties into the first segment that we have, or the first item that we have in Speculator's Corner. So we'll just tie those two together. 
The sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard that Norman really told. That's just speculation. So, yeah, let's begin our speculation first on artificial intelligence, what people often refer to as AI in a game. And what would you like to see? So, for example, right now if you log into Rift or World of Warcraft, and oh, you have right, to go kill... you just lost the game. I know. But this is serious, like, the most successful MMOs on the market right now. What they've got when you go to fight a mob is it's walking in circles yep. in the same area. Mm-hmm. And do you think Guild Wars 2 is going to have that? I'm going to say, yeah, actually, I think we're going to see quite a bit of that. I don't know what you do about it. Now, there's some that are involved in the world events. They're, they're different. But I think there's also going to be a lot of stuff that's just in an area, chilling. Well, Though, that was Oblivion. They? When I played Oblivion, it was weird because the mobs would just kind of appear in this place where it seemed like they were actually doing something natural, even like the wolves. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're trying to say something, and I'm, ignor- I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about whether we actually heard anything about there being like passive enemies in an area at all. Because I think all I've heard about so far is the dynamic events and creatures spawning off away from players and then migrating to the various areas where their events are. Mm-hmm. No, there definitely are passive ones. Um, are there? When I played it uh, a little bit, I only, I only played a little bit, but it was um, there, there were these moa birds that were just kind of walking around. And even when I walked up to them, they weren't aggressive until I right. attacked them. And the same, there were O-carts walking around, and they were walking in groups too. And it, I found it very much that now that's actually what, um, what kind of what the basis of the argument was that's kind of hit the internet. Uh, last roundtable we did at Guildcast, uh, we had Yo Starlogic on, and he was talking about the AI and how he, you know, from what he saw from when I played from that horrible video, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it seemed like everything was just walking around waiting to be killed. And I said, yeah, I guess. You know, I guess I, that was kind of like that, uh, but I don't know what else they have in addition to that. I mean, not including the dynamic events and all that, but I mean, as, as far as just the open world. Um, but he, that's what really set him off. You know, he said, I can't believe this. I can't believe that we're going to have the walking around waiting to be killed thing again, you know? Uh, and, and I guess I can't really argue with that. I'm, that pretty much annoys me too. Yeah. The question is, what do you do as an alternative to it? Yeah. I, I agree with him. That sucks, but I'm not the type of person to say, that's crap until I can also say, you should do this. Yeah, And since I, I have no that. answer to that, it's like, well, I okay, give me those mobs, I guess. Um, and he, that was the thing that Hunter wrote about on his Hunter's Insight blog. And if you guys don't know about that, it's www.huntersinsight.com. This guy does a lot of gaming posts, but he does mostly about Guild Wars 2, from what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And he's a really good writer. He has a really good take on things. And he heard that interview and had something to say about it, so... Uh, when I listened to it, though, I didn't disagree with the things that he said, but I didn't really know what to offer instead. So it was like, well, what do you, what is there to say? Yeah, I don't really know. I just think that there are different ways of different levels of toning it down. You know, there there are a lot of free to play Korean MMOs that where literally there will be, you know, twenty things shoulder to shoulder standing there waiting to be killed, and you can kill the one right next to it and it won't do anything. The other one won't do anything. Wow, and it's just so unrealistic. You know what I mean? Um, now I hate to I hate to bring up a game that I always talk about, but Tabula Rasa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it that I think that. Oh game my god! It, what? I'm sorry. There was like a few episodes back. I was trying to remember the name of some sci-fi MMO, and I was trying so hard, and you just said it. 
That's it. Tabula Rasa. You, you came way too late, sir. Would have been nice. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, the, the way that worked is it, they would have these drop ships come in and drop the the aliens, so they they, they didn't just appear in you know in front of you. And it, it was a line of sight thing. So if there was one, you know, pre, even pretty far away, and he saw you, he would run all the way up to you to uh, you know to attack you, which was kind of cool and kind of immersive and realistic. But it got really annoying when you tried to solo the game. It made it pretty much impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they tried to touch on that kind of extreme version of of the opposite of things standing around waiting to be killed. Like it was actually a lot more realistic, ex- except it got a little more on the difficult side. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it seems like somewhere in between there. I mean, they, from what I played, like I said, I played that little part and it had the O-carts just walking around. I guess that makes sense because the O-carts aren't aggressive. They're wait, you know, they're walking around doing their thing. Um, but if there was an aggressive mob walking around watching you kill their cousins, you know, 10 feet away, it seems silly. You know what I mean? That they're not helping out. Yeah. I think the difference is here between sort of a sentient, um, like enemy and, yeah. you know, a creature that's just existing in the world. Like yeah. the moa birds, I can imagine they're just standing around in a field looking for food mm-hmm. and the oak hearts are just wandering around doing oak hearty kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the centaurs, you know, they have plans. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I remember also, we're going to see um, things like, in the beginning of the Norn area, we saw, uh, you know, mowers being scared out of bushes and things like that. So, it's not like they're all going to just be standing around there. You might have to go find them. Yeah, they seem to be less the meat and potatoes of what you do, and more like yeah. the stuff that's in between the events that you're running to. Yeah. I think it would be strange if there was just a great big huge open expanse of nothing because there was no events going on in this field. Yeah. It feels like something would, you know, come and fill that area. Yeah. So I guess the point is it'll be there, but maybe it won't matter as much to attack things that are like that because you're going to be running from event to event. I know I will. Shoot, man. We're playing Rift right now, and I'm remembering just how much I hate questing, and I'm looking forward so much to being able to be, well... Uh, you know what? This is bleeding into something else we had here. The question was, uh, will leveling be that task you gotta get through so I can just play the effing end game like it is in just about every other MMO? Uh, do you see it as possibly actually being more fun to level up the, or the level up process? Or will, will being capable of being, what, what did I write here? I'm actually reading my own stuff and I'm not making sense of it. Or will be capable of being more fun? I win. But old MMO culture, keeping everybody in the mindset that they should just power through anyway. Right. Should I just paraphrase what I said? Because that made no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, can you I translate? Yeah, I understand what you mean, but go ahead. Basically, will it be fun to level? Or uh, is it possible that even if it is fun to level, people are still going to think in the way of other MMOs and be like, this can't be fun. I just got to finish this. This is what I do to initiate myself for the end game. It'll be exactly yeah. the same as it is in Guild Wars. It'll be people who go... Oh, I've got to get to level 20 or level 80. And what happens when I get there? Oh, look, there's no end game. I'm done with this game. It's terrible. But really, <laughs> leveling is irrelevant. Yeah. Well, even, even, uh, Eric Flanham said, someone asked him, well, doesn't it seem to you like the way you have things enables power leveling? And he was like, yeah. So if you don't enjoy leveling, then fine. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're my hero. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to the because I'm I'm doing the quest right now in Rift, and they're driving me crazy. They're giving me like um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> but I'm thinking, man, when we get into Guild Wars 2, first of all, you just run out and you start doing whatever's available. 
You know, you don't have to follow this specific quest line. But even better is if you have friends that just started or a few levels back, you can go back there, help them, and it scales you down so it's still worth doing for you. Mm -hmm. That's huge to me because right now we have so many people in our guild now on Rift, and I can't do anything to help them. Lacey and I are the same level, and everybody else is at some different quest. It's all linear. Drives yeah. me so crazy. See, that's why it seems like ArenaNet is so aware of that, and they're so aware of how that's a stale mechanic, and they want to change that. I mean, you know, their their manifest video and um, manifesto video, sorry, and uh, you know, they're pretty much putting it out there that that they want to be different, and they did that with Guild Wars. You know, they they really redefined a lot of what they saw in World of Warcraft and EverQuest, and they made it, you know, steps above those games. And now I just think that they're going to do that again. I agree. They learned a few lessons from Guild Wars. The average person likes their persistence, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, what other MMO trends do you think people are going to be, they're going to have imprinted on their minds that now Guild Wars 2 is going to be like, you don't have to do that now. Cause so many people are already going to be like, where's the quest? Kill stealing. Um, yeah, or kill stealing. They're going to be cussing you out because you helped them kill something. Dude, I helped, and that's all there is to it. Mm. Um, yeah, there's going to be kill stealing. There's going to be questing. There's going to be uh, roles. People are going to have a really hard time figuring out what role they're supposed to be. Oh, I want to be a tank. You can't tank. You got yeah. your like mega crowd control is what you are, dude. Yeah, I kind of worry about that a little bit. Uh, when games try to be different, it, uh, it sometimes backfires because people don't know what to do. Um, I'm just hoping with this game that the uh, the interpretation is there. Uh, you know, it's it's there well enough. That bridge is there strong enough to be able to show people what to do without that. You know, what they're always used to, uh, which is I, I think another reason why Rift did so well or is doing so well is because it's still so familiar. Mm. Uh, oh man! And it's so everybody's everybody who says they want something different and then they go play Rift and they're like, okay, I know how to play this game already. So. So, you know, it's familiar, so I'm going to stick with it. And uh, I don't know, that's one of the things that kind of scares me. Every game who's every game that's come out that's been trying to be so different has not really done that well. But the thing for, and I agree with that about Rift, there are some times where I'm like, well, how do I do this? Well, how would I do it? And wow, I do it? There it is. Sweet. Yeah. Even yeah. down to the key bindings, it's absurd. Yeah. But there's something about it still, I agree, though, and I, I know how superficial it is. It's still better, and I think mostly to me it's their class system. Mm -hmm. That is oh, yeah. really sweet. But as far as Guild Wars 2 goes, the thing is, I think it's going to be what other people that don't like MMOs are going to flood in. Because people that don't have preconceived notions about what they're supposed to do are probably going to be the people that make Guild Wars 2 what it is. Because mm -hmm. they're going to come in and say, wow, here's an MMO, and I like this. Yeah. And they're not going to go in there thinking, where's the quests or anything. They're just going to learn with a clean slate. Yeah. I think it's actually going to be interesting to see the people for who it's their first online experience. I think that's what's going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then when they go from Guild Wars 2 to, I don't know, Rift, WoW, what have you, and they migrate to the other things, and it'll be interesting to see what people make of the stuff we now consider old mm -hmm. after they've got sort of set in the mindset of what Guild Wars 2 gives them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point, too, because Guild Wars... Number one, you know, first Guild Wars was uh, was the stepping stone for a lot of people just because of the business model. A lot of people who were scared to get into that fifteen dollar a month that made Guild Wars the first MMO for so many people. So it was mine. 
Yeah, mine too. And it's it's ironic that Guild Wars 2 is probably going to do that for a whole new generation of MMO gamers. You know, people who are who've probably you know, they only play FPSs or they only play single player games because they hear that if you play an MMO, then you'll move back in your parents' basement and, you know, eat Cheetos all day, which isn't true. But, Thanks, uh, South Park. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so they, they, they have the stigma there. And then they, uh, you know, once they, um, they kind of find out that, hey, this, this is interesting. It looks like something that might be up my alley. Uh, so yeah, it's this whole, whole new group that's being introduced to the world of MMOs. And I have a prediction to make, which is, the majority of the people on Guild Wars 2 Guru right now are not going to be part of that. Oh, they're going to yeah. start playing Guild Wars 2, and they're going to say, I hate this game. They already do. They're just participating in the forum anyway, for God knows what reason. Not to not to blast Guild Wars 2 Guru on the whole. Like, the staff is great. I love them. But I, I would have a hard time dealing with those people. No thanks to the big forum. No thank you. I think you just get that with every big forum. That's exactly yeah. it. That's the nature of that beast. And you only have to look at what it was like in the first 30 days of the, on the Rift forum. I, I, I think I dropped about 10 IQ points every time I looked at it. Because, <laughs> oh my god, there was just the same thread over and over and over again. But now mm. it's dropped off to the people who are actually paying. Um, it's such a better place to be. So, so uh, queues. Because last night we noticed some queues with that MMO. Where I'm, I'm avoiding saying the name again. Because we did it so much last week. But anyway, we ran into <laughs> The cues. MMO that will not be named, Mark yeah. 2. The other MMO that shall not be named now, because there are two of them. Exactly. <laughs> but we, we had queues last night, and it was like a one-hour wait, but that was because of some world event that was going on. But the question yeah. is, is Guild Wars 2 going to face queues, do you think? I hope not. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I the way they do so. it now, they have the districts. You know, if you if 100 people... It's 100 people at a time, you know, you, you fill up the district. Uh, but it's... I imagine a completely different server infrastructure, you know, with instancing and all that. So I don't know. I don't know for sure if they're going to have the in, the um, instances and I mean, uh, uh, sorry, the districts like that. Right. Um, but it seems like again, that's one of those things that they solved, you know, six years ago, mm-hmm. uh, how to get around that. But then it kind of didn't work out exactly like they thought because you know people didn't like instancing as much. So it seems like they're taking that knowledge. And hopefully, again, I'm being way over optimistic here. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a fanboy, but uh, I'm being optimistic about the fact that maybe they can do something else from there and just surprise us. Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, there's some basic rules they're going to have to stick by. One is that the number of servers they have is going to have to be divisible by three. Otherwise, they aren't going to be able to do the world versus world versus world thing. Mm. So, I think it would make sense if instead of having physical servers, which a lot of what the other MMOs are doing, they actually are, or they're a cluster of servers which are called, you know, whatever. I think it'd be better if they do the same, similar kind of thing they do with Guild Wars now, where they have a huge bank of machines which act as virtual machines for however many people that are playing, and they basically just balance however many boxes are needed to, you know, support however many people who are on across the, the lot of them. I think as long as they don't end up with more people on one particular server, like a huge number on one and like almost nothing on the rest of them, I think they'll be okay. Um, but because you're going to be able to migrate across servers, I think they're going to have to deal with the fact that server populations are going to wax and wane um, all the time. And having a queue is just not going to be, you know, if if you've got a queue on one server, the ideal solution for a PVE player 
who doesn't care about World vs. World is to log on and move their character off onto another server so they can continue. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm hoping they do. That's the one thing those other games don't have the benefit of, is having a very versatile server structure so characters can be on whichever they choose. Mm. If they allow that to actually be changed without actually logging in, we will... Pr- I don't know, though. Like As you talked about for Guild Wars, it may just be that these machines just accommodate according to who's... You know, who's on. Yeah. And that, that might handle it all in itself. The thing is, a queue can be devastating to the player base. You really lose a lot of players just by having a queue once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really you can do. Off. Fortunately, that's not necessarily, I don't think, in the purview of NCSoft. What? Who said that? Well, there's certain things you can do to manage the queue, like auto-logging people off if they've been online for 15 minutes and things like that, which... Considering I'm a serial AFK in Guild at the moment, oh, I wouldn't man. be that happy with. But I can understand why they do it. Absolutely, I just kind of get used to it in Rift, moving my cursor every few minutes. Yeah, that does get old. But I agree. In in Guild Wars, most of my time is AFK. The Guild can attest to that. They're like, yeah, he's the guy in the Guild Hall who's not there. I think if you're if you're Guild leader and you're not AFK a lot of the time, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then they wouldn't be able to have the Xingjie festivities. If they could AFK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> AFK titles for the win. <laughs> so do you think ArenaNet is actually a bunch of furry lovers, but disguising this whole furry thing with some really nice art by uh, the art crew? This is more of just a rib in their direction, but it, it's mostly about how every race is an anthropomorphic version of an animal. Kind of an interesting thing that they've got going on there. I'm not criticizing it. Just saying. This is what's up, man. Do they like their furries? Do you think they play Second Life? Hey, Colin, Johansson, you in Second Life there, buddy? You're going to get a mob after you now, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> Everybody loves Colin. Yeah, he's he's the... You know, every, they were talking... Oh, one of those episodes that I wasn't on. I think Ruby was there for that one. Were you talking about rock stars? Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, I don't care at all. To me, Colin is a rock star, and you're just going to have to deal with that. And so is John Stummy. They're in an ivory tower, man. Nobody else, though. All you other people? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Daniel Dochu. You're pretty awesome, too. Anyway, now, they don't even listen to the show, so who cares? <laughs> All right, so this email comes from... Uh... Wait a second. Okay, he goes by the name... Uh, okay, I don't know if he was going for something kind of like Afrikaans or something. It's Hiwatir, but I want to say Highwater. Highwater Dakaran, so this guy's got pants. That he hitches up pretty high. Do the Yerkel. And he says, hey guys, love the show. I was thinking, yeah, I know, dangerous territory, that thinking stuff, about what the last new unknown profession will be. And it was actually something I was thinking about while I was playing Guild Wars Eye of the North. And I agree with Chaz and most of the rest of you that the last unknown profession will probably be some sort of engineering type profession. I think a cool profession would be an alchemist of some sort. He could have a bunch of potions that he would be able to give to the rest of his or her party and also set up traps. Uh, what happened? Oh, cat. <laughs> Tasha's being attacked by... She's got the cat debuff. He could also have a bunch of potions that would be able to give us the rest of his or her party and also set up traps that have some sort of poison or acid that he has spread on them. Also, being that he would be more of a squishy profession, he would want to stay in the back and out of the thick out of the thick of it. Yeah, the action. He would probably use guns of some sort. Because he'd be more technologically advanced by choice, he would be able to give upgrades to his party's weapons as well as his own. So he'd kind of be like the enchanter of weapons or something. Or weapon spells, there you go. I don't think he would use a bow, because that would be a downstep for this type of profession. Although he might use... It would be a downstep. This guy doesn't like rangers, does he? 
You might use a cross. Too bad Tasha's muted right now. She'd have something to say about that. Uh, I'm not that... muted anymore. Oh, you're not muted buddy. anymore. Okay. Is that Loudon? Did Loudon write that one? I have a feeling Loudon is our Mr. Highwater person. <laughs> Loudon, how it's do your pants fine. fit? It's fine. It's fine. His profession isn't going to be in Guild Wars 2, so I automatically win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. That hurts me, too. <laughs> I might use a crossbow if it were available with some sort of exploding head. <laughs> Just a thought on my part. Would be interesting in hearing your thoughts about it. Can Thanks. you reword that last sentence, please? <laughs> <laughs> You're Sorry. really good about catching those. You lie me. <laughs> I'm British. What can I say? Yep. And he says, P.S. Will you miss quests when they're gone? Well, we've... Have no, we talked about that? That's the next no. section. It says, P.S. Canadians rock. We'll get back to that then. Oh, that is the next... Wow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> my laptop... First of all, my laptop is arm's length away from me and at an angle. And also, I have to pee really bad. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, making water noises down the microphone would not be good right now. Yeah. No, I'm trying hard not to laugh anymore. I remember being on the bus as a kid, and it was like this. It's like, don't hit a bump. Did I? Oh, that's a bump. <laughs> anyway, focus. Right. Email. Yes, emails. Righto. Wait, I have lost myself. Does, does this gentleman, I presume it's a gentleman, and realize that the alchemist was an April Fool's joke? Um, I, I, he might, I didn't even know there was an alchemist April Fool's joke. Yeah, oh, that was on the wiki, was. wasn't it? That was the one that was done by one of the German fan sites. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. It was, that was by, uh... Uh, high tower or war tower? War tower, yeah, it's a war tower. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I did see that, and I remember that it was the art that they did was the only thing that tipped me off. Then I checked the URL, and I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Well, that in the day that it was, I wasn't taking anything seriously. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So let's. Oh, he was still talking about professions, right? We got to speculate on the new profession, as always. So new profession. Um, I'm kind of apathetic at this point. The way I see it is we have a Mesmer coming, and then some other party or profession that's going to be really... If it's steampunk, I'll play it, and if it's not, I don't care. Because I got the Guardian, so whatever. I think having an Alchemist kind of for the last adventurer, I would be happy with that. I would cope with that. I still think it'd be, I'd probably be playing Mesmer, but I could live with that. I definitely want to see an Engineer. And when I say that, I think of uh, Warhammer's Engineer, uh, who still used a rifle and kind of set up like uh, stationary... You know, turrets here and there. Uh, I'd really like to see that. I think that'd be cool. I wish I had experience with that one. Because when I think of turrets, it's like, I don't think of the right thing. I don't think, like, when I think of turrets, I'm thinking, like, when I'm in Gary's mod and I set up a turret. Oh, yeah. And I set it up to uh, shoot Uriah when he's not expecting. <laughs> he's very pissed about that. So, alright. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's hop into the bar brawl. I still haven't made a segment for that segment bumper. Uh, what would you do for a bar brawl anyway? Maybe the sound of a bunch of shouting and then someone getting smacked up over the head with a, a beer bottle? Probably. Yeah. And a load of, like, really cheesy comic book noises. There you go. So I'll get on that. Some automatopoeia for you people. And everyone's saying, bless you. It's uh, <laughs> one of my favorite brawl. words, actually. <laughs> it is. It's spelled very weird. And I'm not going to do it here because I don't know how. Okay. In the bar brawl, you, Tasha asks, will you miss quests when they're gone? Yeah. This kind of came out of, uh, well, your rant about Rift. Like, yeah, I think much. you had one like midweek or something like that, and um, it kind of had to go in there. Uh, if you're playing Rift at the moment, you'll probably realize that contrasted to dynamic events, the killed 
like how many of X or collect 20 of Y or go see this person over here, quests get really old really, really fast. And of course, it's going to disappear in Guild Wars 2. So the question this week was, will you miss quests when they're gone? No. No. Just an easy no. I second I don't care that. What you, I don't care what you give me in lieu of it, just... I'm glad for that. You know what's funny is I used to hate quests really early on a few years ago, and I thought I didn't want to say it. You know what I mean? Like, I felt kind of guilty. Like, I would say, like, I love MMOs, but I just hate quests. And I would tell other people this. I mean, it's like my dirty little secret, you know? I would tell people that, and they would be like, what, are you kidding me? Like, you can't hate quests and love MMOs, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I can I can agree with that. When I first started, people were like, well, why are you playing the MMO? Yeah. Well, because of the end game. That's what I'm going for. Actually, the PvP seems to be more of it. I like to get to the end game PvP and really gear up, but I need it to be like jumping and positioning based, which is the Guild Wars 2 thing. Yeah. That was a segue just to remind everybody that if you like PvP and you didn't like Guild Wars PvP, it's going to be a whole lot different. Yeah. Um, can we take a break? I really got to pee. Oh, that hurt. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but it doesn't sound like he's getting out of the car. It sounds like he's tackling his dog. <laughs> Stuff, but... <sighs> <laughs> Is that better? So apparently someone decided to stack boxes right by my door while I was recording. <laughs> nice. For the Bar Brawl here, we also got a comment on this week's Bar Brawl from Bar Gamer, also known as Soy Oil. I believe that's the same guy. Yeah, that is. Yeah. How you doing, Soy Oil? He says, years from now we'll look back and wonder how we ever put up with such stupidity. With such inane stupidity, even. We'll sit around our arena con tables. I'm looking forward to that when there's an arena con. Drinking nectar and eating ambrosia, laughing about the worst quest text we've, we've seen. While former employees of Tabula Rasa, Hellgate, London, and Rift plaster on professional smiles and take away our dirty dishes. <laughs> Ouch. I love it. Also, he mentioned Tabula Rasa. You people were just too late telling me about this, man. I was tearing my hair out trying to remember the name. But yes, sir, I agree with that. Looking forward to Arena Con. That would be cool. Hopefully I can go to those, though. I haven't been to a single con yet. You really need to change that. It's an absolute bust, honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, my wife are restructuring the way we do our finances so we can get some, um, so we can facilitate flight and travel. So maybe here soon. Most of the time, they were like, should we go to a con or should we go to the Bahamas and scuba dive? See, that's the problem. Mm. It's always about the alternative, and I always go for that. If it's, if you'd see it in a Mountain Dew commercial, I'd rather do it. We also got a response from Kefka, and he says, Quests aren't necessarily evil. Quests can be a tool to help immerse the players in the game world. That's true. Well done single-player RPGs get this right. The Elder Scrolls series and the first Dragon Age game come to mind immediately with plenty of side quest content that allow you to explore the world, level your character, and get shinies in the process. All without feeling like random NPC number 2201's errand boy. 
the FedEx Kill 10 Rats quests that make up the core gameplay in current gen MMOs, that's when quests become evil. Good riddance to that boring chore. That is a very good take on it. Yeah. And I think that bleeds into some comments about what's the personal storyline going to be like in Guild Wars 2. I lo- think it kind of goes with that. Yeah. Kefka actually had quite a few responses on, on the um, blog post, so thank you for your contributions. Yeah, if you want to see some good discussion about controversial topics, check out our bar brawls, because so far they've been great, and they haven't been like forums, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they've been more like, you know, uh, civil conversation. Wow. It's a unique thing to find on the internet. I know, it's crazy. Either that, or it's because when people try to troll me, I always just respond sarcastically. <laughs> oh, yeah? Anyway, a- Asia, pronounced Asia. Okay, so Asia. Anet says quests are gone. However, the Norn starting area begins with an in- begins with NPCs with a start over her head that give out a task task like collect three trophies. I say if it weighs like a duck. So this basically goes back to what Kefka said. It, if it is that, it's really kind of a, a well done quest, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of deceptive that it's not called that. But there's also something you have to give to kind of transition people between the two because the stuff we've seen with that is kind of the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of any game, it's totally different from what you're going to be doing, like, at level 30. Hopefully. Well, nice. I can't say that for all of them. <laughs> yeah. You start, wow, go kill 10 boars, and at 30, go kill 10 wolves. Yeah. Basically, same. What? I'm, I'm blasting World of Warcraft. How rude of me. It will even never the... happen again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the non-starting area is exactly that. It's a starting area. I think that you can't really judge the entire game by the by you know the tutorial content, but this that uh, initial comment started off another huge chain about personal storylines, um, where it was discussed whether personal storyline is basically just quests dressed up in fancy terminology. From what I've seen, I do agree that is what they are. So quests aren't completely gone in Guild Wars Two. My concern is. If doing your personal storyline quests, I guess, or tasks, gives you more experience and gets you leveling faster than going out and doing dynamic events, someone like me who just wants to get to endgame is probably going to end up doing that. Uh, maybe not, though. I don't know. I If there's the option to PvP for experience, I oftentimes take that. I don't know. I'm hoping that's not the case. I don't think ArenaNet would do that, because that's a huge driving force behind it is, what's the optimum? I'm going to do that. See, I don't. I really don't see the personal storyline like quests. I think if you're going to go to the trouble of making an instanced world, it would be so stupid to fill that with the you know collect however many of something quests. It's. I see it more like the main mission lines in the current games, where you're going to have to maybe you'll get directed to go from place X to place Y, but when you get to place Y, you basically go into a, into your own little mission type area and you, and you do that, and that's you know your dungeon, that's you know the bit that progresses the storyline, but you had to go through the world to get there, so you will kind of be forced to get on the path for dynamic events along the way. Okay, so it's not the same thing, but every once in a while they just employ something that'll feel quest-like, but the whole string is nothing like it. I really feel like it's going to be like, you know, uh, okay, you've you just done the wilds. Okay, here's where Bloodstone Fen is. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I'm cool with that. We lost Sean. No, I'm still here. Okay. Sean's just like, yeah, whatever. 
I'm just gonna be doing dynamic events. I don't care. No, I don't know. I don't know what I do. I, I probably won't do as much PvP. Um, dynamic events, though, I definitely will be doing those. I mean, I was I've always been a big fan of those since Public Quest and Warhammer, and now Rift with the rifts. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how ArenaNet kind of takes that same thing and makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll be doing dynamic events either way. If it takes a little longer, so what? At least you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. mm. Although there might be some lore part of it. Like, if, you, if you're really big on lore, you might do personal storyline. But in that case, you kind of pigeonhole ArenaNet into making you quest. Yeah. Well, if you want me to tell you a story, then we got to go linear. And what's linear? Questing. Yep. But they're not stupid quests. Go out and kill ten boars. It's go talk to this big boss guy, and he'll punch your face in. Mm -hmm. Well, not uh, necessarily. I mean, we've had sort of some examples where if you go and explore a place, you might find a tome, and you know, opening that tome and reading it starts off a dynamic event chain. Even you said tome. I I get sandblasted for pronouncing it either way. Tomb or tome. I say tome, but if I've said tomb, people are like, "There's not a dead person there." Yeah, I agree so with it's, that. So it's tome, right? I, I say tome. Well, I pronounce it as tome. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've got that handled now. What about Aegis? Never mind. <laughs> we won't get into that. Instead, we'll talk about money. Nation, it's time to talk about fiscal responsibility in virtual worlds. Stimulus package. So, when you're in Guild Wars, how do you handle selling stuff? I think we've talked about this before, but it's probably one of the most controversial areas of Guild Wars. Uh, I would recommend. I... Sorry, go on. I would just recommend not trying to sell your crap in Alliance or Guild Chat. That's Agreed. obnoxious. Agreed. Yeah. A lot of guilds have really strict rules on that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, we, we've kind of had to employ that recently. Actually, we didn't employ it. We just kind of snapped back. Stop it! And they left. <laughs> you guys are rude. Really? <laughs> We're, okay, whatever. Yeah, if you guys are listening, nice work. See you. And thank you, because it means that I can now go and join the Relics of <laughs> That is true. Um, personally, if I'm going to sell something, I, I use Guild Wars Guru options. Which yeah. I still administrate, so. <laughs> yeah, so you even have somebody to blame. Yeah, yeah. Your complaints, direct them at me. I will do my best to uh, sort them out. We'll start getting emails to Relics of War about how someone got gypped on Guild Wars Guru forums. Or, not forums, auctions. Uh, Probably. Me, I, <laughs> I don't, uh, I haven't sold anything in a long time, but it's mostly because I don't want to have to deal with all that crap, you know. I, I'll be excited to see an auction house in uh, Guild Wars 2, but yeah. um, when I did sell, I would just literally sit in Drachner's Forge and uh, and spam, you know, with everybody else. And, and it would get to the point where, you know, whoever had the most stars on each side of their announcement, you know, it's just, it's just yep. silly. Yeah, it seems like right now it's either Comedon or Spamadon, if you want to pronounce yeah. it correctly, or Embargo Beach might be a good place to do it. I've actually found it's really quiet. Lion's Arch is still quite active. For selling, as well as um, Great Temple of Balthazar, as hmm. well. Great Temple of Balthazar seems to be things like um, Zeichen keys and arm braces and think higher level stuff. Whereas yeah. um, Lion's Arch seems to be things like mini pets and tomes and um, sweets and stuff, and everything else just goes into Camadan. So they've kind of naturally sorted themselves out. I tend to sell most of my stuff in the auctions, and if it's things like tomes or that kind of nature things, I'll go and stand in Lion's Arch. So they've kind of organically separated the, the noobs from the elitists. Kind of. I think it's mostly because people who are doing PvP are going to want to sell that, the kind of, you know, the spoils of PvP, and that's mostly Zeichen Keys. So they kind of end up being in that 
that area. It's the place they go through all the time. Um, so someone's going to write in and say, Ryan's a PvP elitist, and I will answer with, yes. With a big smiley face. <laughs> uh, here's a pretty good plan. We should be able to pull it off this time. Stone Kid! Welcome, Relics of War listeners, to the Monumental Task. Prepare to become a Guild Wars pro as I share tips and tricks and assign a weekly task for the Hall of Monuments so that you can be an even bigger pro in Guild Wars 2. Our second episode is all about levels 8 through 10 in pre-searing. After farming char at the gate 8 million times, you're probably excited to do something a little different. For this week, head on over to the Guild Wars wiki and search for the collectors whom will give you all the pieces to your max armor set in pre-searing. This is where those red iris flowers finally come in handy. If you don't already have the items necessary, travel around the old world and hunt mobs until you get all of the items you need. Once you've gathered all the necessary trophies, go around to the different collectors and get your max armor set. Two more armor on each piece may seem negligible, but you will want as much armor as you can get your hands on once you start the daily vanguard quests. Now that you have your max armor, it's time to start considering quests. Now that the Vanguard quests have been put into Guild Wars, you don't need to save every single quest until you're level 16, and then finally accept the rewards. Doing quests can make that last little push from level 8 to level 10 a ton easier. Grab every quest from every NPC with those lovely green exclamations over their heads. Pre-searing quests are pretty simple, but if you get stuck, head on over to the wiki. A lot of these quests are quick and are faster than the sometimes single-digit experience that you receive from Oakhearts at this level. Which brings us to our last point, Northlands Farming. At level 8, if you're insane, you could farm chart the gate until level 10, but no one wants to do that crap. Instead, just grab a buddy and head over to the gate that you've grown so accustomed to. This time, we're actually going to go through it. The only catch is that you need two people to get into the Northlands. One to open the gate, and one to walk through the portal to the next zone. People often charge for this service called being a gate monkey, so it's best to just stick with a friend or find someone in Ascalon City who is willing to go hunting with you. If anyone else you know is following along with this segment, group with them so that you can progress together. Once you get into the Northlands, you'll quickly notice the two important reasons why you came. Oakarts and Char. Oakarts are level 5 and are spread out all around the Northlands map. They provide decent experience, but if you're with a friend, I'd say go for the Char. These char are level 7 and 8 and will provide a delicious amount of experience. Before you go to battle, don't forget to whip out your fire imp so that he can help you by incinerating the hairy char. After hitting the Northlands a few times as well as accepting all those quest rewards, you should finally be level 10. Congratulations, a winner is you! But not really. <laughs> you still have 10 more levels to go until you are a legendary defender of Ascalon. But now that you're level 10, you can finally get a daily vanguard quest from Lieutenant Langmar, which will reward you with a juicy 1,000 experience each day. This doesn't even account for the experience you will receive from the mob spawn because of the quest, which are catered to your level. With all this experience, you should be able to reach level 20 in no time. That does it for this week. 
For next week, we're going to venture into the missions, both normal mode and hard mode. Head over to the show discussion subform at the Relics of Ore forums after you finish this episode of the podcast, and let me know what you think about this segment, and also which campaign you would like me to begin my coverage of the missions with. Thanks for listening to the Monumental Task. Now, back to the earhole feast that is Relics of Ore. Alright, sweet, thank you for that, Arcranius Lacor. Um, looking forward to having more of those. Uh, we got some really good feedback about that, too. I remember him writing in and saying, I don't know if I have the voice for this. Now, I want people to write in and explain to him why he does have the voice for that, please. Great. Very good. And Sean's like, I haven't heard this yet. What is <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back in the future. Exactly. Marty! The flux capacitor. <laughs> Uh, we got some emails here from Nick Robles. Well, all the emails are not from Nick Robles. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. We got an email here from Nick Robles, and he said he gave us a link to uh, snsanalytics.com, uh, where there was basically a uh, April Fool's joke by ArenaNet that they were going to release Guild Wars 2 exclusively on the iPad. But the problem was he went and found that link after April 1st, so he didn't realize the date on it. Oh. Oh, that would be sad. I'd be like, what the crap are you guys... But I think at one point... Oh, that yeah. Was he, if, if he didn't notice it, don't worry, you're not the only one. Go read um, Hunter's um, April Fool's post, because there's a guy who replies to every single comment on that blog article, and um, he obviously doesn't realize the day it was posted. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking up. <laughs> <laughs> on how hilarious that is. <coughs> yes. I tend to like it when people don't really understand humor. It's like when I watch Bones or when I see Spock in the old Star Trek. People that just don't get humor are funny to me. I find them comical. Uh, and also what Nick Robles says is, Hello! So I was looking at Twitter and I saw that Guild Wars 2 posted this. Right, what I just said. And first I was like, what the... F- but then I saw the date in the article, and I was like, ah, oh, 4-1-11. Did you ever notice how many people are born on that day? I know at least two people. That's kind of sad. Anyway, back to his email. Not sure if you guys saw this already, but it's already, but it's really funny what these guys have done this year for April Fool's. Thanks, friends. And no, I didn't see it till you linked me to it, so there was no chance for me to be suckered, I guess. Oh. But yeah, I can, I can put myself in your position and say that's, uh, that would be sad. At least at one point, think that. Uh, let's see. And, it, and he sent another email later on, and he said, uh, Guild Wars 2 is going to be on Now Gamer for next week, and it's going to be Char Week. So That's correct, sir. Thanks for pointing that out. We also got one from John Bond, and he's talking about the running, which I am doing too still. I'm actually talking to uh, Matthew with ArenaNet, who's a barefoot person. I wonder if he actually goes to the office barefoot. That would be so sweet. I he's in the he office does. barefoot. You leave him alone. Because I, I walk around in my Vibram Five Fingers right now. We went to a Span- uh, Mexican food restaurant, and the dude... Did I already tell this on the show? No, I don't think I don't you did. I'm like the old man that doesn't know if he's repeating himself. <laughs> but uh, we went in there, we ate our food, and as we're leaving, the guy looks at one of the other workers there, and he says in Spanish, you know, that guy's got some funny shoes. <laughs> and I looked at him and laughed, and he's like, oh, shit, the gringo <laughs> knew what I said. <laughs> so I was like, yes, they are weird, aren't they? And he goes, no, but they're cool. I'm like, I know they're cool, man. They... They're great for running, but I could tell he was just like, well, I didn't want this to develop into yeah. you know, a conversation. So anyway, um, I've also gotten many comments on those shoes as well 
the word less than. I'm friendly. I don't know what it is. People are like, are you a hipster? No, there's really some science behind it, which is why I do it. Anyway, never this crap. Um, John Bond, he's running. Right. So, to continue proving that not all gamers are glued to their chairs all day long, here's an update of some running I've done over the past few weeks. Tallahassee Gulf wins 5K to 22, 22 minutes, 25 seconds. Tallahassee Gulf wins. Is that like the marathon that he ran? I don't know. They handed out free beer and full body massages after this run. Pretty epic. Dude, can, you can drink beer after a run? Yeah, it's carbs. Holy crap. I don't know if I could do it, man. I'd be, I'd be burping up fumes. Or foam. <laughs> wow, that's attractive. <laughs> like Barney said, uh, on the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Homer. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, I used to... every. Okay, the last place I worked... I, I burp a lot. Let me just get that out there. And I don't do it on the show just to be nice to you guys because I hold them in. But I, on job sites, I was called the belcher and stuff. Anyway, while I was working in the last company that I worked for that wasn't in my basement, if I burped right afterwards, I'd always follow it up with a Barney. <laughs> Either that or a Mo. Hey, Oma. It's good times. I miss working with Tim because he'd always laugh at that and then tell me I was an idiot, which is an appropriate response. And John Bond also says, uh, Auburn University, Kappa Kappa, PSI... 5K, 20... I don't know if he's saying 23. I don't know what distance he was running. So it says 5K. Guess. He was running 5K and he did oh, it in 23. Oh, it's a 5K, so it's 22 minutes and then 23 minutes here and 30 seconds. Mm. So let's see, a 5K... Holy crap, that's fast. Dude, you are in shape. Hats off to you. Or as they would say in uh, that Nightfall quest, pants off to you, where you get drunk. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I read that. This was the hardest course I've ever run. He says there were so many hills. I hate Alabama. Oh, I would hate Alabama too. <gasps> Wait, are you from Alabama? <laughs> no, I'm from okay. Tennessee. I'm well. I'm in Tennessee. Okay. Really you know, I have a, I have a good friend from Dixon. Dixon, Alabama. Dixon, Dixon. No, Tennessee. Was it Dixon? Oh. Hickson. Crap. I don't know. Murfreesboro. That's where he's from. Oh, that's close. <laughs> yeah, Dixon and Murfreesboro. Those <laughs> are the same. You're really. Because those two words sound the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He says, in Guild Wars, I now have 49 out of 50 in my Hell of Monuments, probably thanks to Arcanius Lacor and his professional segment. I just need to dedicate two more titles, and I've got it, uh, going for Lucky, Luxon, and Underworld. Not really in a rush, though. I also just wanted to add that Christian, the squirrel one, is awesome and needs to speak up more. Don't let the other fools talk over you, man. Keep up the good work. <laughs> says, John Bond and Christian equals the mashup man from previous episodes. If you, he's, uh, it's time for the weekly mashup guy. And also, speaking of Christian, when he was on your roundtable, sir, mm -hmm. and you asked him to tell you which one was better, he <laughs> skirted that issue very well by saying, yeah. Ruby. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah, because I know what you were actually asking him. That's like, come on, you're supposed to, you're supposed to bite that, man. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, he did well. He, he, uh, he handled that well. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. <laughs> I, I remember thinking, how is Christian going to manage that? And he was just like, I think he actually misunderstood the question. Oh, yeah. But it was a very good misunderstanding. Wait, am I misunderstanding it? Because you had just said you come from Relics of War, so who's better? Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was baiting him. Oh, man. See, okay. Next time he comes on our show again, which ought to be pretty soon, then I'll be like, dude, answer the question this time. <laughs> You're not going to be smooth now, buddy. <laughs> uh, Relics is also compiling a guild. Oh, wait. I've already said all this. No, I, I don't say this in that little audio snippet that I've created. So we are creating a Guild Wars community list. If you are part of the Guild Wars community or a resource, send us a little um, synopsis of what your 
your resource is all about and then send a 180 by 180 JPEG image that we can put next to that and I emphasize JPEG. You're going to make me go into Photoshop and change your PNG to JPEG? That'll piss me off. Mm. Even though I like PNGs better. It's the plugin. Damn it. Uh, yeah, and also our Guild Wars Guild is no longer recruiting, really. But we, we will be recruiting for the database for the Guild Wars 2. Um, I, mean, I think you can always apply on the forum and see what other Alliance Guilds will snap That's up. true. You might be able to join uh, some of Tasha's friends, mm-hmm. guild-wise. Or even, be... even Mist. I imagine a lot of Relics of War people are going, wait, how c- can I transfer? <laughs> I don't know at the moment. I don't know why anyone would actually want to come and hang out in Mist itself, because we're pretty inactive, but yeah. in-game anyway. Very, very active elsewhere, though. In fact, my husband joined our uh, Minecraft server last night. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. That's that's probably the most active thing in the Guild Wars, t- uh, the Relics of War community, other than maybe the Steam community. Wait, is that Very the possibly. Blue K one? What's that? Is that like your own Minecraft server? Yeah, Ben, yeah. the uh, the guy who sent in that call that ripped me to shreds. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that guy, he's cool. And he, he has this huge server going on right now. He's got like a Google map of it and everything. Because I know, like, Tiger and Hunter were on another one that I played on for a while. I didn't know if it was that same one. I think they've switched now. Oh, okay. Are are you playing Rift, sir? Yeah, once a week. Not very often. Oh, okay. Um, What server are you on? Fave are you Light. allowed to... Oh, okay. You should join Shatterbone Defiant Side. In fact, anybody out there. And I... what name would you look for for me? Cole, apparently. <laughs> if you're EU, um, I'm on Icewatch. You can always come and join our guild. Yes. That really sucks, man. Everybody should just get on board with American Time Zone, man. Because that's what's, that's correct. It, you know, I, I wish I could be on, well, things, I do play on Shatterbone on the weekends, but during the week, there is absolutely no one on. You guys don't even get off work until it's time for me to go to bed, so there's just no point. I get, well, all the dynamic most... events wouldn't be populated and stuff like that. Which would be great for my well, artifact hunting, but crap for everything else. Most days I would get on in time, but work has been so damn busy and leaving me so frazzled. Yeah. But, you know, that's actually for people that do play. You'll notice that I'm, like, on very seldom. That's not necessarily the case all the time. Um, otherwise, other things to wrap up the show. I don't know what else there is. Uh, we're, we could use a few more bloggers if you guys are into it. We have some big plans for what's going to happen to Relics of War in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just going to do this like the jerk that I am. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but big stuff coming. Huge changes. It, it's fluffy white cat style plotting. Mm-hmm. I, I know what that meant. Yeah. Fluffy white cat. As in, like, Bond villain stroking? I have an evil black. Oh, I got you. I'll get you gadget. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one other thing to know, if you are listening to the podcast really soon after it goes up, Zazzle have got 10, just over 10% off all their merchandise until Monday. So if you want some of our swag, now's the time. Go get it. Yes. I will go buy some right now. And then after that, I'll do a short little video of me recording from my car just so people can laugh at me. Because <laughs> they don't realize I really do that. Maybe I'll like include the sound bites of when I was actually leaving to take a uh, break and I fought the boxes on the way out. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> that <was funny. laughs> Yeah, it was almost like Gordon Freeman out there. I wish I had a crowbar with me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that, that handles it. What do you say we do a Wheel of Morality? Sure, go for it. I'm okay. prepared. Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Beware of computer pranger, pr- 
Prangers? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Beware of computer programmers that carry screwdrivers. And I speak from experience. I break stuff. Oh, do you shock stuff with it? I've fried at least two PSUs. Oh, man. And this was so when I, I, in my robot building days, and they weren't cheap either. At the end, the guys just said, you know, the electronics, we'll leave those away from her and let her do the coding stuff. She's better with that. She can't hurt anyone. <laughs> I don't know, code. You could pull some pretty good pranks with code. Yeah, you can. But it's kind of nerdy code. It's like, really? A Star Wars reference? That's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> my roommate said to me, I'm going to go shave and use a shower. Does anyone need to use a bathroom? It's like some weird-ass quiz where he reveals the answer first. They're, those aren't as good when you actually re- like read them. You have to recite them, and I haven't heard him say those in a while. Boss, I screwed that up. One I heard quite recently was a guy saying that um, he, he didn't want to go on the London Eye, but his wife did. Um, so the compromise was that they went on the London Eye so that he would continue having sex. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg also has the one that says, Severed foot is the ultimate stocking stuffer. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, to answer for Christian, uh, Guildcast is better than Relics of War. That's what he said. He said that afterwards, and then I, I didn't include it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so you just cut that out because you didn't want to hurt our feelers. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> our feelers? He's, like, right. now? He's listening going, wait, <laughs> what? I didn't say that. When I say feelers, I'm thinking more like antennae of... <laughs> Bugs. Yeah, exactly. Why, why yeah. are we insects? <laughs> oh, I thought you said something about sex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One time I wasn't talking about sex. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my phone just now, but it did the old splash. Joe was there. Kaylee and I are on our way from getting food. Oh, there's a guy in my house. <laughs> Should we call someone or? I don't know. <laughs> Consider yourself plus one to pro because you've just finished another episode of the Relics of Ore podcast, a product of Cyan Studios. Swing by the website at relicsoforr.com to find our Facebook page, Twitter feed, Steam community, and our forum. Or send us your email or pre-recorded feedback at relicsoforr at gmail.com or call us at the U.S. phone number 708-202-9262. How do I get involved? You can join the forum or apply for a future reservation in the Guild Wars 2 Relics of War Guild. Also, you can visit our sponsors at doghousesystems.com to show your support. Just enter the coupon code RELICS after you buy a product, and you'll get $25 of credit towards Jinx merchandise. Alternatively, you can head to the main page and find a link to our merchandise line on Zazzle.com, or just use our PayPal donate button. Be sure to subscribe to our show with whatever podcatcher you use, and if it's iTunes, leave us a professional review that we deserve. We'll read it on the show.
It's time for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. Oh my goodness, you mean some people don't even listen to every episode. The only possible excuse this week is because you were too busy. Hey ho, away we go, after we will go. What is this segment? Um, yeah, Trader Arcade. Hi, it's Fitz with Freaking Fletch. I'm, yeah, I'm getting spam on my voicemail now. This is fabulous. iTunes wants to download again. Stop. I don't want to download Guildcast right now. I was talking to Tasha about Minecraft. I was like, I cannot get into that. I'm too much of a fan of Legos. If I started playing it, my wife would definitely yell at me. <laughs> get off you know, of I got. I am not a geek for saying these are not the droids you're looking for. I am. <laughs> what is that big ball of plant? Those are a bunch of wolves playing fetch. Like if I want to do a website for somebody, they're all, could you use Comic Sans for the title? Oh, ah! no. Yeah. <laughs> em- Embark Beak? What? Embark Beak, em- yes. Em- There'll be a lot of MOAs involved. Because, you know, not everyone likes Norgu running around with them. Did he say he likes you? Where does he live? <laughs> yeah. I'll go beat his dad up. I'm actually here doing a character study for a part I'm playing in a very high-profile movie back home. You will notice, though, that every outfit that the female Norn have, um, they, it shows at least enough half-boobs that together it constitutes a whole boob. Exactly, and that might explain why I just lost my thought before. Were you saying something, Tasha? I don't think anything of interest, to be honest. Like, ever. Is that accurate, or am I talking out my butt? I guarantee you right now, Chaz is listening, going, Ah! I can tell you! <laughs> Oh man, you get a dervish on you right now, and it's like, ah. Actually, I don't wish he was here because then the show would suck. It'd be a bunch of screaming. Uh, a tornado hits a power line directly outside of your house and throws around little dogs and witches. Just something <laughs> bad happens, and you lose your title. I'm trying to figure out asked... how to get paid for being awesome, and it hasn't happened. Yet. <laughs> I had a guy ask me, "Can you make me an internet?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I don't know how to end the letter because I don't really use email, so, uh, bye! And we have another special guest, two in a row here. We have Ryan, who has been uh, emailing me and asking if he can come on the show, just, you know, bothering the heck out of me. And no, Aww. no, he's he's been... Uh, I'm well, tenacious. You see, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? All that there really is to say about me is I'm a guy who's kind of interested in getting into podcasting and all that. And I was a long-time listener to Guildcast. And I've been told multiple times that I should probably get into something like podcasting, radio, or whatever. So, uh, being in contact with Sean, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh. He sounds just like me, doesn't he? No, his voice is a little deeper. Oh.
Tiden brist dir Es ist das Redet, nun kriegt sie die Tiere, bis sie die Tiere